Welcome to the Flayo Podcast. This is Troy and Byers. And we are here with our, our top five lists of 2022, as you can probably hear in my voice, uh, the, the Christmas cold, the Christmas flu, the Christmas <laughs> RSV, whatever, not the not COVID uh, has, has uh, made its way to the Wallace household. So uh, we're going to push through, though, uh, because uh, this, is, this is my favorite podcast of the year. Is this your favorite? Yeah, it's I up there. So. This one's yeah. fun. Yeah. So we, we just wanted to uh, get together, talk about all the favorite things uh, that we had this year. We're going to be talking sports, movies, and TV, and then what we're looking forward to uh, come next year in uh, 2023. So let's let's kick it off pretty free and easy with uh, sports buyers. What were your, your top five sports moments or just sports things that yeah, happened just... this year? I kind of went with moments, but it, it's all kind of relative, right? Yeah. 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 Mine are probably more things. Yeah. Four out of five. Um, Cause one of mine is super vague. Um, I'm looking broad. forward to it already. Like, Sweet. <laughs> I can just throw that. That counts as one whole thing. Um, uh, so my number five, starting with uh, the Albert pool host getting to 700 home runs. Uh, that was cool. He's, he's a, such a likable dude. Like mm-hmm. one of those superstars that, and you just, you just can't help but like, even when he was beating my team in the world series. Right. Um, it was like, well, at least it was the Albert Pujols in the Cardinals. Like, it's not so bad. Um, but he eminently just... chan- chantable name too, yes. right? Albert. Uh, oh. No, no, I was going to say Pujols. Pujols. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, goes over to Los Angeles, like to the Angels, and just like falls off a cliff. Like, it was just inevitable that he was going to get to seven hundred. Yeah. Maybe he might even push for the record, and just like nothing, and then comes back to the Cardinals and has this little crazy resurgence and help them with their little playoff push and stuff. So that was fun um, and enjoyable. And pri- I'm just not a huge – I just don't keep up with baseball. It's so long. It wears me down. But that was yeah. a nice a nice little story this season. Um, here's my vague one, my number four. The NBA playoffs, just in general, like just as a broad, huge – they were fun. They were just fun playoffs with like – some new people rising up, really competitive. Um, injuries played a part in some of that, that we didn't have to put up with the same old guys all the time. Mm-hmm. I know you're sitting there. Some people are sitting there thinking, the Warriors won again. What do you mean new people? But <laughs> lots of other new faces. And even that one wasn't so bad. It was kind of so fun to see them uh, break through and win another one without Kevin Durant because I'm a hater. Um, but it was it was fun. And the fact that Jason Tatum, if the Spurs can't win, I just want someone from Duke to win is like the secondary level. And so seeing Jason Tatum uh, kind of go to a new level was fun. I'm hoping for another another level this next year because it's only December and the Spurs are already eliminated from playoff contention. I'm right. Sure. So, um, <laughs> uh, my number three, week 18 of the NFL season. The very last week of the regular season last year was insane. There were like three <laughs> overtime games. That determined playoff stuff. I mean, the 49ers beat the Rams in overtime to get into the playoffs. That one was kind of exciting. But the crazy one, the, the Steelers win in overtime against the Ravens, which is an all-time grudge match anyway. And then they're just waiting. As long as the Raiders and the Chargers don't tie, the Steelers were in. And the Raiders and Chargers were Sunday night. 
and it was tied and they went to overtime and for a little moment it looked like they were going to tie like just by not trying almost it was just a crazy night that was the one where the everyone was saying like they should just tie just to like agree to like that both of them would go in or whatever yeah. like collusion was like yeah on, on the tip of everybody's tongue right yeah. yeah and then the raiders kick field goal and and win the game so um and then should have beat the Bengals the next week. Yes, um, in should have beat the playoff, Bengals. Playoff could have changed. Yeah, the Sorry. entire narrative of last year's playoffs. Sorry, Troy. Um, my number two uh, was the return of real March Madness. Like we had this lame, like no fans tournament in 2021. That was just not. Shouldn't feel like March Madness. But this one, this was March Madness, and there was some madness. Like. St. Peter's making this crazy run yeah. for the first time ever. Duke, North Carolina playing each other in the final four, which sadly for me ends up being Coach K's last game. But it was still pretty epic to have like the greatest rivalry in college basketball in the final four. That was cool. Sadly, like I said, the wrong team won. But um, at least they didn't win the next week too. So I didn't have to put up with them being national champs. Sorry, Benton. Um and number one, uh, speaking of those NFL playoffs, the divisional round of the playoffs last year was insane. Like three games decided by a field goal. And the only game that wasn't decided by a field goal was the Bills and Chiefs, which was indescribable. Like 13 seconds has been the joke, the running joke all season long this year. Well, there's still 13 seconds left. I guess there's still time <laughs> to do something because the, the ending of that game was just absolutely crazy um it like overshadows the fact that we had a crazy like buccaneers rams game that same weekend right um with with stafford and uh cup having this crazy play after they blow this lead Bengals titans was a three-point game 49ers packers was boring but it was a three-point game. Close game um, yeah just a crazy weekend so that's my five that's your five. I got it's, it's interesting that we have a, a little bit of a different one. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with jo- uh, Nikola Jokic back-to-back MVPs um, as the as an event, I guess, for my my first one. Not not necessarily like a moment, um, but uh, just the least athletic person that you could possibly <laughs> think of in the NBA. He's obviously he's buyers knows he's on my fantasy team. So I've got like a, a little bit more of an appreciation for him, but he's, he's just so likable and so watchable. Like he, even though he's not athletic, he play he, he makes like the craziest passes. Like the other day he had one where he just like old school, like chucked it between his legs. Like as soon as he got it, like a touch pass, like, through his legs almost if he's like slapping himself uh like to like a uh um, a cutting like uh Aaron Gordon I think for like an easy dunk and I was like this is just amazing he's just and then somebody somebody tweeted out the other day like this is the most unstoppable thing in the NBA and it was like him like dribbling through two dudes and throwing up like this like ridiculous floater um and and I was just like I don't like Wilt and Kareem and Shaq and everybody else had like this like like crazy dominant athleticism, Russell, Kobe, all these other guys, but like just the skill. I guess Larry uh Bird was probably the the closest guy that that makes you that reminds you of that style of basketball, you know. Yeah. Obviously they're both white, but 
It's just <laughs> like like Dirk had like way more athleticism to him. Like that would that would that would be the easy like European one, but Dirk was just like a like a really smooth like like Dirk was dunked like a all the time. Kobe. Like, yeah, they had that weird fall away and those yep. kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Jokic has it too, but it's just it's totally different. So I had to I had to throw him in there. Um, Argentina's World Cup win. I know how much you love football, uh, so I had to like. I watched like probably the equivalent of one whole soccer game during the World Cup. Ninety minutes. That's awesome. Yeah. So I so, saw one goal. <laughs> that's not true. Yes, it is. I only saw one. What were you watching? Like uh, Morocco versus no, the United States of America. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's true. We were we were not very potent uh, from an offensive state. That's why you should have watched Argentina. Go go watch that on YouTube. It's literally like five minutes. There's three goals apiece on, and then a penalty shootout. So the penalty shootout was. I didn't watch it. Well, I watched replays. The, the highlights. The shootout, yeah, but yeah, that was yep. cool. Yeah. So just a, a a a good World Cup final on top of like having some good World Cup games uh, along with that. So I didn't really like the World Cup being in the middle of like November, but oh well, what can you do? So Georgia beats Alabama. Um, I know that the long suffering Georgia fans out there have just been like, hey, we got a number one recruiting class and. They thought that they were primed to to take over Alabama for a really long time, and they just kept coming up short over and over and over again. They finally got the the monkey off their back this year. And besides, it's nice to see like it's like nice to see the Patriots lose. It's nice to see Alabama lose. I'm sure that's what people are probably starting to think about the Chiefs since they've been, uh, but they haven't been winning like Super Bowls. So you only like, got the one Super Bowl, so the hate's yeah. not too strong yet. Yeah, it's like the like when you win all the Super Bowls, everyone's like, I hate that like team. So and Alabama is that for like college football. All right. Warriors winning the finals, as you mentioned, but they weren't like like it's like they've been here before, but they were not supposed to win. Like they like seemingly eked into the playoffs and then just went on a oh, yeah, we're really good like type run, you know, and uh, it was supposed to be Phoenix's uh, Western Conference uh, to lose, and they just came up really short against the Mavericks, an awful Mavericks team. I'm sorry. It was Luka, and they had no – it was Luka and Brunson, and yeah. we know that Brunson's, like, like pretty good, but, like, there's no way that they should have lost to that team. So uh, the Warriors – of course, get in there, and they were they were playing really well. That's not to say that they wouldn't have beat Phoenix either, but um, and then uh, uh, Milwaukee losing uh, Middleton is was just too much to overcome. So um, it's funny I, uh, I can't even think of who they beat in the finals. Who did they beat in the finals? The Celtics. The Celtics, duh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, the so the so the Celtics probably should have beat them. I mean, if we're if we're thinking about it, like they had a, had a really good team had like Tatum and it just seemed like they just did not come to play. So, but um, I don't know. I have a soft spot for the Warriors maybe because I just hate watch or actually I don't watch the Lakers. I hate view like the standings every once in a while because <laughs> I, I refuse to watch the Lakers with, uh, with Russ. 
So uh, my last one, uh, I had Chiefs Bills, but then I just put in parentheses all divisional round games. So yeah. it's funny that you and I both had the same one, but it's not funny because how much we love the NFL. Well, and but, it was crazy. It's just nuts. Yeah. So just like you mentioned, all the division, I mean, you can't ask for a better weekend. I just remember like thinking about that. I was like, I sat down and watched all of these games and I don't really do that very often because we just don't have the opportunity to do that. Um, like usually I get home from church on Sunday um, or we're doing something on Saturday, but I remember it was a particularly cold, frosty weekend that we all just wanted to like sit inside and watch football. And that's what we did. And I was like, every single one of these games was really good. Yeah. <laughs> so um, just shows you why the NFL is is king when it comes to sports. So with those types of games, when whenever they can put their best product on, it's it's a really good product. All right. Uh, so let's move on to movies. Um, we're gonna we're gonna start with number one and and head on down the line. So uh, what do you got as your number one buyers? Uh, my number one. This might be surprising to some folks uh the adam project it's a netflix ryan reynolds movie um there's some time travely stuff involved where he ends up hanging out with his 12 year old self sorry for the spoiler but watching ryan reynolds get to trash talk with his 12 year old self was amazing it was it, it was ryan reynolds at his best where he gets to be the sarcastic you know funny guy but it was reined in so that like i could sit and watch this with my kids um that's the perfect ryan reynolds moment like we don't let him completely off the leash but we let him we let him be ryan reynolds as much as possible um but with a pg rating so um loved it love the adam project that was i wrote that down like because that was early in the year that that came out it was so Mm -hmm. i was starting i was just made my list as the year went on and nothing ever trumped it it just stayed there so i really enjoyed it that is partially an indictment on the movies of 2022. I, I was, was going to say, um, I, I wrote out, I watched like 37 movies this year that were either released, that were released this year, or I missed on my list because we just didn't get out to the theater. Um, so like a couple of late November, early December releases, I kind of had in contention. And so, but they didn't end up making it on my top five. But yeah, uh, I, I would think the same thing. All of the movies, like in my my top five, like they were all at about an eight. Like if we're gonna go with like my, yeah. my our Phileo podcast, like IMDb score, like nothing really like blew my socks off this year. You know, so yes, okay, totally agree. Okay, uh, my number one. Uh, Speaking of blowing the socks out, no, I'm just, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> My number one, um, and, and number one in America's heart, uh, apparently, well, actually the world's heart, because it probably has like a ridiculous world box office uh, at this point, is Top Gun Maverick. Um, it was incredible, like, just seeing like, even like cinephiles and all the people on Twitter, like saying like, hey, I wanted to really make fun of Top Gun Maverick, but it's actually a pretty good movie. Like was the oh okay i was already gonna go see it in the theater but it just made like the the uh, expectations a little bit higher and it still like did a good job with the expectations uh we saw it uh and then immediately t- took our kids to see it like the next weekend um after we had screened it I still had a great time both times and so it was just a an easy 
um, reference point, like they'd seen like the first Top Gun. And uh, even even my oldest Xavier was just like, oh, they they have the the music too. Like, I mean, it's just <laughs> very like uh, it knows exactly what beats to like. It's it's not nostalgia just for the sake of nostalgia. It's it's got all of the right beats and all the right places, and then tries to change like some of the formula with you. And then some of the time, it just kind of gives you what you want. It gives you the fan service, but it's not just oh man, there was oh. Um, it's not the fan service that is going to be part of my worst movie discussion. So worst movie <laughs> of the year. So we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. That's a, that's a, yes. an exact opposite way of doing that. So. <laughs> yes. Uh, Top Gun Maverick was my number four. So it was good. It's enjoyable. Even for someone who doesn't like the original, this one, this one was better for me, like way better. Um, made more sense. They even, they even threw in a slightly lame attempt at explaining why we have to have a like shirtless athletic scene on the beach. Right. Right. So they, they substitute vol- football for volleyball, but then he makes this little like, Oh, this is team building comment to like one of his superiors or whatever while they're out there on the beach. So it's like, Oh, see, it, it served a point. It's part of the training. We had to run around looking like this on the beach with no shirts on and flexing every time we catch the ball. But right. It was, it was okay. It was all right. Yeah. So it was enjoyable. Um, my number two, uh, was hustle Adam Sandler scouting it up. Um, it's kind of a different role for Sandler than a lot of us are used to, but it's really enjoyable. Uh, it's kind of quietly this like really good movie that I, I mean, again, on the scale of 2022, this is my number two. Um, but you know, he plays this, this kind of down on his luck scout who's on kind of his last chance and finds this random international prospect and uh sticks with him it's it's i mean it's about him being a basketball scout but it's really about the relationships and stuff it's one of those like it's about sports but it's not about sports kind of things and so no it's funny uh hustle's my number two as well like i just kept sitting there going like am i overrating this movie am i overrating this movie yeah am i and then like sixth grade seventh grade troy was just like this movie is awesome. Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you so concerned with, with uh, how this makes you look? Have, oh my gosh. Like a subdued Sandler every once in a while, he would kind of throw it out. Like whenever he's with his daughter and his wife, you could kind of see jokey Sandler, uh, which kind of makes, makes sense. Um, but uh, I, I really liked it. I, I loved the NBA credibility that they got throughout the entire movie it felt it felt like what you wanted um a blue chips or a um like previous iterations of these types of movies to be like what if the nba partnered with these types of and um this came out of lebron james like production company so i'm sure he like made it and there was a couple of different things that if we ever did that one we'd be like this doesn't make any sense why why are we doing this <laughs> but i still like i still loved it it was it was such a good a good basketball story had the the right people into it um and anthony edwards was a good villain uh and, and seems so, to really relish being the villain like right just kind of enjoyed himself it seemed like throughout this yeah. thing so i really loved really loved hustle as well so plus, uh, plus no- they gave us lots of boban marjanovic yeah so he needed to be in it more 
I could have used a little more Boba. Just a little bit. Like, we didn't need him to be in there all the time, but, like, maybe a couple of different stops. Like, maybe he should have just kind of been following him around and, like, showing up in a couple of different places. Yeah, that would have been good. Number three for me, I've got Wakanda Forever here. Uh, just seemed like a good spot for it. Um, if you want some some background on why that is, uh, go on ahead and listen to our podcast uh, a couple weeks back on that one. Don't want to go into super big detail here since we didn't do anything on Hustle or Top Gun. That's probably why we we did that. Let's move on to your number three. Um, we well, we're not moving. We're not moving very far because oh, okay. uh, it's also Wakanda Forever. Oh um, no! Are we going to go? We're not going to go chalk because I don't think we're going to go chalk. Well, no. Yeah, I've, okay. Well, I moved Top Gun. I don't think you you've don't... heard of my number five, and I can't wait for it. Yes. Um. Yeah. Uh, Wakanda Forever was was nice because it finally restored a little bit. Okay, Marvel's not completely gone because yes. you're not going to hear any other Marvels in this top five. Ooh, and it was they a rough even year. Close. Like, mm-hmm. I'll give a little love and an honorable one honorable mention. Um, just a little, and it's only a little. Like they weren't even yeah. close. So. That's what that's been my review to people when they ask, "Oh, have you seen Wakanda Forever?" I was like, "Best Marvel movie of this year." Like, <laughs> I want to set the tone. Like, it is better than the other things you've seen this year, but don't expect it to be what you've seen before. So, right. So your four was Top Gun Maverick. My four, uh, the Batman. We did a corner booth at Rex's on this uh, on this movie. So if you want to really hear all of our thoughts, it, it might it might have got lost in the shuffle in our month of Batman, our month and a half, our month and a week of Batman. Yeah, five um, six weeks. Something. Yeah, back in July. So um, I, I was really scared for this one, and so the fact that they like kind of stuck the landing in, uh, metaphorically and. Uh, actually in the movie they just kind of barely landed the plane at the end of that movie i I liked it all the way up until the ending and then i was like oh i don't know about this but um it'll be interesting to see if uh james gunn just completely wipes uh that batman out and completely starts over with everybody else like he's doing with uh Superman and Wonder Woman and everybody else. Uh, so um, Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot got their their walking papers. I'm I'm anticipating that Robert Pattinson gets that as well. So it'll so, be interesting. Yeah, they just they just can't make up their minds over at DC. Like I think it's about time that they just like we've always been tell we've always said they need their own Feige and like. I mean, James Gunn has proven himself over and over again with Guardians. Uh, I wasn't like a super big fan of the Suicide Squad, but um, his version of the Suicide Squad, the Idris Elba one, um, but it was admittedly better than a lot of the other stuff that they've been putting out. So to just turn over the keys to the kingdom for him and his, I can't remember who his his other writing partner uh, is, but they were like, yep, we're going to make some, some, uh, some mistakes and some some poor choices along the way, but we want to see like our version or our vision of the DC universe like come to fruition. And so it's like if they have to like kind of start that over and get rid of the Snyderverse, then so be it. I just hope that they uh, decide to do something cool with Green Lantern. So that's all right. I've been waiting for for that's years. Your guy. You love yeah. Green Lantern. So, uh, all right, what's your five? Uh, my number five. I went with Elvis. Um, to call it, 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 it's kind of a sad movie. So I mean, saying it was super enjoyable is a little just—it's not supposed to be. 
Um, right. It's kind of this different take and this different. Uh, maybe if you're of an older generation and like, you know, we're more in the moment with some of Elvis or closer to the moment, at least like you knew some of this already. But like, yeah, I basically knew Elvis, like, you know, the Forrest Gump version of Elvis, like he's a guy that <laughs> swivels his hips, and then he got old and he ate peanut butter and banana sandwiches. And that's like it, you know. Um, so some and some really good performances. Um, yes. Tom Hanks is in it. So that's usually a given. But mm-hmm. uh, was it Austin Butler? Austin plays Butler Elvis, is really good. Amazing. Like, yep. You just think it's Elvis the whole movie. I mean, yeah. Um, so really good performances, and it's kind of cool to just learn some more of that story that I didn't know. Um, I'm I'm a sucker for a good biopic little, little yeah. movie like that. As long as it's well done, which that one was, then I'm usually in. So the frenetic pace was just the only thing that just kind of like. <laughs> He was like, no, we're going to tell Elvis's like entire story from and like, man. like he and he did it super fast, you know, but yeah. I felt like some of it was just a little too frenetic. Um, that was uh, I definitely watched it, but uh, it uh, it didn't make the make contention. So um, my number five is Cha Cha Real Smooth. Um, <laughs> I've heard of this movie. Okay, dang it. I didn't watch it, but I have heard. Didn't watch it. Okay. So this was on Apple TV um and it stars um I think his name's Rafe Cooper. Oh my goodness. I'm going to I'm going to look that up real quick. Cooper Rafe. We had the um, right name. It was just a matter of It was just a backwards. You just have to deal with people's names backwards in your job all the time, like first name, <laughs> last name first kind of thing. Um, so it's, it stars and is written and directed by Cooper Rafe, um, who, uh, was kind of a, a little bit of an indie darling and got a little bit more money to kind of continue stepping up his game. I would anticipate that he probably makes it real big in his next movie, um, just kind of continues to go on through that process. He was really good in this. It's a, it's kind of coming of age story. I'm a sucker for those, especially when they're really good. This was, a like a, a a guy that had just graduated college, doesn't know what he wants to do. And then ultimately is like babysitting. And like, he's like helping Jewish kids at bar mitzvahs, like talk to girls. And like, he was basically DJing and helping them out. And it's just a really interesting story. He meets like this um, autistic girl that is um, um, out with her mom one night and she's married and he falls in love with this woman and it just completely goes in a direction that you really don't think that it's going to go. It looks like it's going to be this paint by numbers movie uh, and it doesn't really go that way. So it was a, it was a real, really interesting take on the, the coming of age story. So, but I really like that one. I think that was the one that like that that's the last obviously it's the last one. You're you're gonna be making a bunch of decisions on on whether you include it on that one, much the same as I'm sure you did with um um oh my gosh, what was your number five you just Elvis. told me? Elvis. Like you probably had a decent amount in contention for that one, but you're just like, I had to do this. Like Yeah. Uh, um I watched Coda. Um that one didn't uh didn't make uh, or I didn't get to watch it last year, but it was a um, Oscar winner. Uh, and then uh, what else? The Northman. Um, I really wanted to put the Northman here, but I was just like, no, I really enjoyed like Cha Cha Real Smooth. Like, I fell asleep watching more. the Northman. I don't know yeah. if it was the movie or if it was being just the know, time of night over yeah. forty and after ten o'clock. But yeah, yeah, 
yeah, the Northman is cracked out. Like there are a couple of different nuts. things. Like <laughs> when I when I was still awake, I was like, "What is man? What What's is going, going on? on?" Very Nordic, like very like like it it wasn't like oh well let's just make this for like American audience. No, it was just like unapologetically like historically like Nordic. So like if you I think if you know that going in. Uh, it might help with it, but then sometimes for some people, it just might be too much. Um, so, um, what about disappointments? Uh, I'm, I kind of used my, my, what I was looking forward to this year, um, from, from last year when we did this exercise, um, to, I was like, what was I looking most forward to? And like, did it deliver? So, um. I'll need to look over. I'm sure there's more. The biggest one, right off Thor Love and Thunder was just yeah. such. It has to do with with the expectation, like completely. Right. It's not like, oh, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. But yeah, you had Tika Watiti coming back from this hilarious Thor Ragnarok movie that I love. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, you know, and Christian Bale's joining in. I'm like, sweet. I love me some Christian Bale. And there was supposed to be a little Russell Crowe sighting even where I'm like, okay. This could be fun. And no, I wish Russell Crowe was not in this movie at all because I hated the whole time he was there. <laughs> um, and it's just it was just such a swing and a miss, like in a lot of ways. Uh, screaming goats are hilarious. They still work at my house when yeah. my son is upset. I, I don't even have to make the sound. I can just say screaming goats and it makes him chuckle and giggle still and stop being so mad about whatever he's mad about. But for the most part. That was that was probably the biggest disappointment for me, just based on how much I was looking forward to it. Especially after we kind of started off slow in the Marvel. Yeah. In the MCU. Like as we got into the year, like you had Doctor Strange, which is not on my disappointment list, but was not could be, I guess. Like still had some cool stuff. Like there's enough cool there's more cool stuff in that one than there is in Thor, so it ranks above Thor. Like, right. But it, it's also it has to deal with expectation management. Like you yes. said, like you probably went into this year going like, cool, I'm looking forward to a Doctor Strange movie uh, and how they continue that story rather than I'm super like excited for what what they do with Thor. Yeah, um, I'm disappointed that Into the Spider-Verse 2 did not come out in 2022, Correct. that it kept getting pushed. Yeah. But that yeah. just has to go on my anticipation list for another year. That was kind of right. a bummer. Um, Same with Flash. Yeah. You know, the thing I'm most excited about for Flash, jumping ahead, that we're supposed to get a Michael Keaton as as Bruce Wayne Batman appearance in this movie is the rumor. So Right. Well, and then also, like, how does that fit in if they're just going to, like, 86 all the rest of these guys? Like, <laughs> right. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, my disappointments, uh, Uncharted. Speaking of falling asleep during a movie, like <laughs> I played, I played all of these games. So I was like looking forward to it. Cause it's like, it's a, and it stars like two like actors that I'd like. Yes. And it was just, it was so boring. Like for an action movie that had like a lot of cool, like action. I just kept falling asleep. Cause I was like, this is boring. I don't understand the stakes. Like it, it there's nothing that's keeping me like tethered. Like this is just boring, 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 boring. So yeah, um, same with Fantastic Beasts. Uh, yeah, Secrets of Dumbledore fell. Yeah, short too. Yeah, it was it was a rough year on the expectation yeah. side. Right, 
so um just for those uh i i think those were the biggest disappointments like you said doc strange and thor love and thunder were disappointing but they just weren't as disappointing as these two um and then for the sole purposes of talking about a movie that both of us watched that we probably shouldn't devote an entire podcast to unless we go down a ridiculous rabbit hole everyone loved the banshees of anishirin like it was on every critic's list like yes. some some people that i really like to listen to talk to movies like sean fennessy on the ringer podcast just effusive in his praise um it was on hbo max so i was like all right this is one of the last movies that i watched this year just to make sure i can kind of get in some of this oscar bait stuff i love brendan gleason i like colin farrell depending on his role he can I be love, great right yeah. i love scenery of ireland like ireland's cool ireland's cool but this was an interesting movie and i think that did you so it sounds like you watched it as well i did it is yeah. on my list for the worst movie of the year. <laughs> I hated it. I can't. St- I, I I don't know what's wrong with human beings. Yeah. The fact that this movie gets so much praise questions my faith in humanity. Okay. I don't get it. I yeah. don't know what they're watching that they're like, this is so entertaining. This is so good. This is one of the dumbest things I've ever watched. So, so I'll try to counterpoint it without actually defending the movie. So I'll, I'll say what I think that they might enjoy about it, but it also goes back to what you were talking about is that it makes you question your faith in humanity. I think that (laughs) humanity has become a faithless like existence. (laughs) And because something like this, like it's very nihilistic, right? It's just like, what is, what is, uh, what is existence? Right. You know, like we live, we die. If we don't do anything worthy of being like, recorded in history like what did we do while we were here is essentially like like some of the like of what um, brandon gleason's characters is getting at right yeah um and i've seen like a bunch of people that seemingly are like introverts like well what if i just don't want to be friends with somebody and we just grow apart and like i don't want that person bothering me anymore (laughs) i was just like dude how about you just tell them and but i mean and then some of the stuff was like he did tell them and so it was kind of like this interesting like it's almost like an aesop's fables on relationships and like or like almost like a um is it sacrilegious to say that it's like a a parable about relationships because it's like um but but then it just takes it that's why i said aesop's fables because it just takes it so far into the other direction hey i told you not to and by the way we're going to spoil the mess out of banshees of anisha in right now okay yeah if you don't want to listen listen, like skip ahead like 10 minutes (laughs) i love that you think that we're going to talk 10 minutes on this i might have 10 minutes (laughs) of range oh nice nice okay Okay, so go for it. I'm ready. What? Just trying to keep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. So if you talk to me again, I'm cutting off my fingers. What? The, what? 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 And then yeah. just does it like ten seconds later. Okay. Chucks Throws it at the it door. At yeah. yeah. And then just does it again and cuts off the rest of them. Like, I just didn't understand the jump of seriousness like okay so you don't want to talk to him like could we have had some actual back and forth about that like i might have gotten on board with okay this is interesting 
Right. But it just like jumps to like DEFCON 27. I'm just going to start cutting off fingers. And then I'm just weirded out. And then you get to the whole donkey choking on the fingers thing. And I'm just like, right. what is it didn't have rails to begin with and now it's just falling now off. it's just off yeah it felt like it should be like a 30 minute thing where you could have these two guys <laughs> fighting and for some reason it's like two and a half hours instead yeah I, I i feel like barry keegan was the uh the best part of that movie like his character was hilarious especially yes. when he's uh he's talking to his sister um by the lake and he's just like oh do you think that uh a girl like you would ever ever be interested in a guy like me kind of like thing that's been written a million times and she's like oh no and he's like even when i was like older like like you are right now and he's like no he's like okay well i was gonna do the thing over there that i was i was supposed to go do so i'm gonna go do that right now Like there were a couple of things that made me laugh like really hard in this movie. It has this like dry, like dark sense of humor that like constantly Lori and I were just like, what is this movie? Like throughout it. But it, I agree. It, it it does not like redeem the movie in any way. So I, I mean, would say like, yeah, it's a very strange movie. And it's, I would say it's worth watching, but it sounds like you are, absolutely out on it no i'm good spoiling the plot for you so that you don't waste your time time on it uh two grown men don't want to talk to each other anymore so one of them cuts off all his fingers yeah and then the other guy's donkey accidentally eats them and chokes and dies well would you put it like that (laughs) what else happens in the movie oh so good nothing that's it yeah i decided i don't like you don't talk to me anymore if you talk to me cutting off my fingers even though they're like my my soul is like connected to these because i play this music and this is what i want to do with my life and give right. it meaning but i'm going to take away the meaning of my own life because you won't talk to because i don't want you to talk to me and in the process i'm going to accidentally take away the thing you love most in the world which is the stupid donkey that you keep letting inside your house even though it makes your sister mad do you think it's a metaphor for how despite the fact that this time like this is like early ireland during the um like the 20s or something yeah it's like the the war between england it's like their their independence you can tell i'm not a history major um i think it was like like early 1900s uh ireland there's no like phones no nothing no communications anything um but yet like we're still talking past each other and have all of these social weirdness and everything despite the fact that we have all of these advances uh, all these years later and we still do these types of things to each other you know people that are cutting off their fingers and throwing them at not that doors? not oh. to that extreme okay that's the only thing i'm gonna talk about spiting you know right off your nose despite your face, your face. There's, some, there's some stuff here that yeah. just but it goes back to like the reason why I wanted to talk about this movie and not do like an entire like corner booth that Rex is on it because <laughs> I think that it would be ridiculous. Is that it? It just kind of goes to show you that like the hope that humanity has like is just completely dwindling. Like and like it's just so amazing. Like that that they would hold on to something like this that's just so like fatalistic and nihilistic as something to prop up 
like at oh, the, during so these times. You know, I don't know. It just it's just so we'd have more commentary on humanity watching the movie than actually about the movie. Kind of. Okay. That's just that's that's the only thing I could help but think. Like a lot of people were like, "Oh, I was, I was depressed after I saw it," and I was like, "Yes." Exactly. It made me depressed for myself. It made me depressed for humanity that a lot of people liked this. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand like the artsy fartsy crowd and why they liked it. I mean, it's a beautiful movie. Like if you if, if you, you want to listen to Irish accents and see beautiful scenery, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. If you don't like the accents all that much, just put it on mute. You'll make yep. it'll make just as much sense without any dialogue as it does with it. <laughs> Just turn You'll it be off like, why did that the... dude just cut off his finger? That's what I was asking, and I was listening to all the dialogue. So, <laughs> like, who goes there? Who? That's that's your first. If you talk to me, I might. Wouldn't you threaten to cut off the other dude's finger? If you talk to me again, I'm cutting off your finger, or your I'm going to kill your yeah. donkey. Maybe we should have started there, since that's what happens anyway. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's got to be your donkey. Yeah, shouldn't you be hurting? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, I got you. I got you. Um, good. Why are you hurting yourself? Because this guy keeps talking to you. Like that just it, yeah. yeah. I, I like to watch Oscar movies like in just to kind of see if some of them surprise me, but Lori was like, I think we watched that and like what else did we watch? We watched that and Bullet Train and like something else, like all in one week. And she was like, Man. I don't, you're you're banned from picking any movies like the, i'm like well i gotta watch yeah. the rest of my stuff if you uh, show up at your year. friend's house with banshees of air sharon and this is what you want to stake your claim on this is what they think of you this is your yeah. your stamp of approval is based on this movie your friends are not going to trust you after this movie okay Correct. that's that's what's going to happen if you yeah all right so did you have anything we, that that you didn't get to watch that you wish you had had like we just ran out of time I didn't get to see Black Adam, even though it came out on HBO Max. Yeah. I kept I kept saying like, oh, I'll watch that with the kids. Oh, I'll watch that with the kids. And then we just kind of got a little too busy. And like the one night we could watch it, they wanted to watch uh, Christmas movies. And so I was like, eh, I'm not that um, like into it that I feel like I don't think that it was probably going to like break into my top five anyway and avatar we we're gonna go see that a little bit later this week um we're recording this on the 27th um so i know you're not a huge avatar guy but i'm willing to think that it might uh hop in there um the woman king with viola davis i didn't get a chance to watch that it's not streaming anywhere um and guillermo del toro's pinocchio so didn't get to watch those um, I really want to watch the unbearable weight of massive talent where Nicolas Cage plays <laughs> Nicolas, Nicolas Cage. Cage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it has like 75 F-bombs in it when I was reading the review. So I'm like, well, can't watch that with the kids around. So I didn't make it to that. <laughs> uh, and I really want to watch Weird. The Weird Al. Yeah, Daniel that Radcliffe was on my list playing too. Yeah. Weird Al. Yeah. That just sounds fun. Um, <laughs> so I didn't make it to those, but yeah. What was uh, was that the only uh, mention or the only uh, uh, worst movie uh, you just wanted to? You I just wanted, wanted to, to put trash Banshees Banshees in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when it wins Oscar, multiple Oscars for all this stuff next year, just yeah. know that it, I already thought the Oscar people were dumb half the time anyway. So <laughs> this just confirms my suspicions. Um, I've got two big budget franchises with uh, fan service on the mind. 
Um, I didn't get to watch Matrix Resurrections before uh, the end of the year last year. It was incomprehensible. Like, <laughs> I just, I watched it all the way through. Incomprehensible. That's my one word um, uh, review. And then Jurassic World Dominion. Um, this has passed me by. Like, I know that we talk about Marvel movies all the time, but I still like to think that sometimes like, they're like, okay, we have to appeal to a wide range of audiences, right? Similar to Top Gun too. But I feel like Jurassic World this year, they were just like, you know what? Our wheelhouse is 13-year-old boys. Like, My 10-year-old is, loved it. Right? This is the wheelhouse. Like, We're going to globe trot. We're going to blow stuff up. We're going to make all kinds of crazy dinosaurs that no one's ever heard of. And we're going to throw some people in from the first movie. And everyone's going to love it. And it's like, no. Incomprehensible as well. But... Um, <laughs> I I just you turned a dinosaur movie into being about bugs. What what yes, what the heck yeah. happened here? Yeah, if you wanna if you wanna ruin the or if you wanna spoil yourself, but also have something like one hundred percent on point, go just watch the honest trailer of uh, of Jurassic World <laughs> Dominion, and they hit every joke and everything like right on the head. Like just do yourself a favor and watch that instead if you if you're on the fence about it because I thought the. Um, I thought the second one in this trilogy was pretty bad. What did they call that one? Jack uh, uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom, yeah. yeah. That one was really bad. And I was like, oh, ooh, well, they're bringing the band back. Like, let's just, yeah, let's just go see nope. what they can do with this. Nope. They, they I, had nothing to do with They with must it. have talked them into that before they showed them the, the, uh, <laughs> the, script. the script. Yeah. I just don't see, uh, oh, who that plays Dr. Grant? Um, um, Sam Neill. Sam Neill. I don't see Sam Neill reading that script and being like, you know what? Yeah. I'll come back for this. Like he was just like the he was like the the old he was the old dad like in the TikTok video that everybody's like <laughs> making fun of. Like like I'm just glad to be here and glad to be part of the conversation. Like the you know the Joey uh, the friends uh, reunion meme where he just kind of goes like this, like nodding along in approval. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. So. You know, lots of movies we go to we we have like this like unlimited popcorn thing at our theater like you can go back and refill the popcorn and that comes in handy for the 10 year old a lot mm -hmm. at jurassic world me and my wife are the ones that were glad we could just sit there and eat as much popcorn as we wanted <laughs> and he was he was just enjoying himself because i was just like okay well it was it was, like it was the middle of the summer in roswell so there's really good right. air conditioning and i had popcorn and yep. a reclining seat so hey eat fall asleep wake up eat <laughs> Uh, all right, so I did this last year in honor of uh, maybe we we just call this the the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard uh, worst movie title. Yes, like we could we could sponsor it, right? Yeah. Um, I've got a tie between the aforementioned Cha Cha Real Smooth because whenever we saw the the trailer for that in a movie that we watched earlier, we just chuckled to ourselves like, who would name their movie that? He's like a DJ person, though, right? Right. So, so of like, course, he's like, I can make the I like just reading the description of that movie. Yeah. I made like I could at least make a connection. Like, okay, yeah. I guess because he's a DJ. Okay, yeah. Um, but the the tie that I had was with Thor: Love and Thunder, and that's mostly like after <laughs> because it's like this title doesn't make any sense for this movie, you know. So anyway. Um, if you want to know why, um, go listen to our Thor Love and Thunder podcast. Uh, we're just going to keep redirecting people back to 
to listen other to podcasts, that stuff. Yes. Yeah, if they didn't do it. What's but, Love and than, Thunder sounds like one of those things where someone named their biceps or their their fists <laughs> or something. It's what's his face, um, like Des and, Des and Troy, like, and together they they destroy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least Des and Troy was funny. Hey. Yes. I've got uh, better than I expected the Adam Project, which I, I made this like last year. Red Notice was in my better than I expected. Um, so apparently, I have really low expectations for uh, Netflix Ryan Reynolds movies. But pretty much, you hit it right on the head. I, I have no other notes, like right on the head. Um, tick tick boom. It was a musical about the guy who wrote Rent. Um, Andrew Garfield plays the lead. It's actually. It was very like close into my top five, but not quite there. And then the last one, um, gonna go out on a limb here. Um, the movie is called RRR. Um, it is a Bollywood movie, and it is one of the most crazy film experiences I've ever ever seen. Um, it's RRR is for Rise, Roar, and Revolt. It is a three-hour movie with just crazy action scenes, crazy dance scenes. Like, it's all dubbed. So if you don't like dubs, like, you're already out. Um, but it made me giggle and laugh. Like, he gave me all of the experiences. Like, it's so ridiculous that you have to keep watching it, but you don't start hate-watching it. You start actually getting, like enamored with the plot and then at the end of the movie it starts getting ridiculous again so i would just say if you have no clue what you want to watch and you like have a high threshold for the ridiculous like rrr might be your movie all right rrr i saw that on the list and was like this looks crazy this it's crazy it is 100 percent crazy like if you know you'll know like within like the first 10 minutes if it's for you or not you know, we watched it in a, after about an hour and a half and like turned it off and had to go to, to sleep. And like, I was like, I can't wait to watch the rest of that movie. And Lori was like, I can't either. I'm like, I have no clue where it's going. Like, period. <laughs> Sometimes it's fun to just be completely right? lost. Yeah. Um, oh, I had one more honorable mention that I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Spiderhead. I think it's oh, a Netflix yeah. movie. It's Hemsworth uh-huh. and Miles Hemsworth. Teller and uh, uh-huh. Journey Smollett, our girl from Friday Night Lights. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah. Other than like a five, 10 minute stretch kind of in the middle where you'll be like, why does buyers like this movie? No one should be watching this. This is horrible. Yeah. You'll get past that little part. And then it was, it's not great, but it was interesting. It's yeah. just a very different Hemsworth character too. I was going to say it looked very much like him going against type. Yes. Which yeah. was just kind of fun. And um, being a little crazy and and just a little off, so was... yeah. I really wanted to put Knives Out, The Glass Onion, on my list, <laughs> and I just couldn't. It was it was okay. It was okay. It's, it was okay, but not a disappointment. So just had to to throw that out there. After my uh, Knives Out would have been on like my my worst movies list. Like I just didn't. I, I was you not a fan. Get it. So yeah. I just get then the you glass you onion. won't you won't like. Uh, glass onion it's, do they tell you what's happening in the middle of the movie and then you have half a movie for no reason because you already know who the killer is again because that's what yeah. i didn't like about knives out like uh you have a whodunit you shouldn't tell me who done it until close to the end you you might not like the the pacing and the 
and the construction of this movie then. <laughs> That's why I skipped it. I didn't figure I would. There you go. There you go. All right. Um, let's move on from movies. Let's head um, to TV. I feel like there was a lot of TV that I watched this year um, that was like just completely cast to the side as soon as I watched it. Like I was, I was pretty much done. Um, but in my my uh, top five was like pretty lock solid most of the way. Yeah, what I like. You... I really like my top. I I like my TV top five more than my movie top five for sure. Yeah, like I feel yeah, much yeah, better yeah. about yes. these. Yep. Um, and I even have a couple that were incomplete. Um, that I just his dark materials. The third mm. season of that came out, and the last two episodes just came out yesterday, so I haven't had a chance uh, to finish. Okay. Um, those and then Willow is not complete. Willow. And I got to be honest, I'm only a couple episodes in and I'm like, hey, this has some potential. I kind of like this so far. Nice. Um, I mean, I love Willow, but I had my doubts about little old man Willow showing up, but it's been good so far. So, so how do you want to go? One five or five one? Um, let's go five one. I like I, I like our, our chances here. I, I shared a couple of things with buyers, like saying that I really enjoyed them. So he might want to to watch them uh, yes, but we'll see we'll see and how they speaking how of they which, show up. speaking okay. of which number five station 11 which was a, a troy recommendation um interesting super bizarre story but really enjoyable um it almost has like christopher nolan-esque jumps in time like yeah. trying to keep up with stuff that's a compliment from me by the way like on this podcast if we compare something to christopher nolan that's a good comparison usually yeah. so <laughs> um decent resolution by the end uh, the way they bring everything kind of full circle, yeah, um, yep. was pretty good. I still don't understand some parts of it, right? For like, sure, I'm like, there's so not this... gonna be any more of this, but like, <laughs> I could use some more explanation on some stuff, right? Um, I told this was my like my my text length uh, like warning to buyers was like, watch Station Eleven. It starts off really good. It gets really pretentious in the middle and then it resolves pretty well in the end. So, yeah. 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 Did you love them. the part where um, he literally screams out, it's so pretentious. Like, like Lori and I just died laughing like, hey, you're in on the joke. Okay. You're now, aware. Okay. Yeah, you're self-aware. We it's, get it. It's okay. Yeah. Now. yeah. <clears throat> Much more palatable. Yeah. So that was good with that. Not spoiling anything without without spoiling. Yeah. yeah. My number five uh, was House of the Dragon. Um, this was the, the, the Game of Thrones prequel. Um, I really liked that, like, even though there is some kind of adult situations going on in uh, Game of Thrones, uh, House of the Dragon minimized those a lot to where I was like, hey, we're learning that we don't have to do all of these things just to like tell a good story. Um, so, uh, it was a, it was an interesting, uh, prequel. It's hard like to have a prequel of such a, uh, a beloved show, um, like kind of try to like make you feel like good about all the stuff that came before it and kind of give you the aha moments and still be something in and of itself. And I felt like the show, at least at the start has kind of done that, um, just pretty enjoyable, but not, not quite like what. Game of Thrones was or um, uh, any of the other ones that I have up a little bit higher in mine. Oh, and by the way, um, Station Eleven was my number three. Since uh, since you mentioned it, nice. I need to say what it, what mine yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, so my number four 
The Patient, which is uh, Donald Gleason and Steve Carell. Yeah. Uh, Steve Carell plays a psychiatrist, and Donald Gleason plays a serial killer who's trying to go to this psychiatrist to get help, but not telling him the full truth. Uh, so he kidnaps him and like locks him up in his basement so that he can do therapy for him because he wants to get better and not be a serial killer anymore. Um, for like the first like 90% of it, I'm like, I'm so in. This is so strange, but really good. And then at the very end, I think they're trying to set it up for another season. Oh, okay. And it would have been better if it was just a one and done because you get to the end and it's kind of like, that didn't really fit for me. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. other people were like, no, that was great. But um, really fascinating concept. Like just the whole thing. Like it, it's bizarre how obsessed we are as human beings in general with like serial killer type people. Right. Like this, this yeah. is really should really scare us more, but I'm on the list too. Like I like crime drama stuff sometimes. And so this was a really interesting look at it though. Cause I mean, like literally the whole point is to like get inside the head of this serial mm-hmm. killer person mm-hmm. um, who genuinely does not want to be this way, or at least part of him doesn't. And so trying to wrap that in, it's always interesting to see if Steve Carell be serious. Yeah. Um, Cause he's actually really good at it. Um, and so it's just, you're just waiting for some stupid moment to pop out. Um, and it never comes. Um, Cause when you're locked up in some serial killer's basement, um, there's nothing to laugh about. So, yep. um, but really, really good performances by the two of them, though. So, it was it was interesting. Um, I had heard that that one was good, but I just didn't didn't get around to it. Um, my number four is Andor. Um, we're going to be doing a a podcast here on this in the the near future. We're going to have Calvin back in and uh, really blow this one out. So I'll save some of my a really descriptive thoughts on that until we get there. So um, just a good and interesting um, uh, Star Wars story that won't necessarily appeal to all people, but no. it really appealed to me. Yeah. I, I, uh, that was well put. Like not ever, like my kids, my wife were checked out. Like it mm-hmm. moved too slow for them at points and they were just like, yeah, I don't really care um, for the deeper Star Wars nerd. That is well, me, um, I loved it. And like, I really wrestled with where to put it. And I was going to put it around here, like three yeah. or so. And then I watched the last episode again. It was like, the, no, the last episode so awesome. good. I moved it. Yeah. So I just jumped it to number one. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just embracing it. I'm a Star Wars nerd and I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to fight it. Um, so yeah, we'll have plenty more to say on that when we get yeah. to our, our full blown and or pod. So my number three was Station Eleven. Uh, my number three is Miss Marvel, um, which partially had to do with expectation because I had like none, basically. Like I went in pretty, especially where we had been with Marvel so far this year. The expectations were kind of lowered at that point too. I was like, okay, well, we'll give this a shot, especially because this comes on the heels of Moon Knight was right before this, right? Right, and that lowered the bar a lot. Um, It'll be making a, an appearance here yes. Yes, shortly. It will. Yeah, mine too. Uh, but Miss Marvel was really fun, and uh, I just really enjoyed it. Um, just kind of look at what it's like to be a teenager growing up in this world with superheroes and all this stuff. And if once again, if you'd like to hear more about it, we have an entire pod where we just talk about Miss Marvel. So please feel free to see our previous work for more of my thoughts. 
All right, number two um, for me, uh, this one was one that I had barely heard about. I I just started, saw it starting to show up on a couple of uh, people's end of the year list. And um, I had seen like the little icon in Amazon Prime uh, and it's for the English. It's a it's a mini series uh, that uh, it's about eight, six to eight episodes long of uh, Emily Blunt um, is basically goes to uh, it's it's a Western like tale as old as time. She goes to enact revenge on um, uh, a guy that she says murdered her her son or killed her son. And so um, she she's out in like uh, early 1900s. I keep saying that uh, late 1800s like Wyoming as it's like standing up like Wyoming, Kansas and like all throughout the West as it's like really uh, being built up. And she um, meets up with a native American guy that used to work for um, the uh, U S army. And they kind of strike up this like unlikely friendship. Uh, it's really good. It's really good. Like the first episode, I was just kind of like, I don't know. But then once I watched the second episode, I was all in. Laura and I just killed it like the next two or three nights. Um, and it, uh, it's, I, I say it says season one, but I, I felt like it was exactly what you said, but the opposite for the, um, patient. for the patient where it was like, they could have probably said like, Hey, let's, let's do more of these, but they found a way to, to end it really well. And, and, and just kind of put a bow on it. So I don't know if that's just kind of Amazon, like saying season one for everything, but it just seems very like, like get in, get out like mini series, but it was really good. Um, so that was my, my number two. Uh, my number two, once again, you can see previous work. If you'd like in-depth conversation on this uh, rings of power and having it number two here Andor's the same way i think there's more to come in both rings of power and Andor that's going to make me like the first seasons even more mm. like that mm -hmm. when it becomes part of something bigger it's going to be like wow this really was great um but a really great beginning um gets a little long at times as does Andor, but yeah um really enjoyable just beautiful i mean like feels like they gave it the full cinematic treatment like there's no there's they're no they're not cutting any corners on rings of power which is good to see like some of these shows when they when they move to the smaller screen sometimes you worry that the quality is going to go down and be different and right not at all um and i i'm i can't wait for more of rings of power to get more of this this story in this background so apparently it was the year for let's go back and do prequel stuff to stuff that we already have right TV, which i'm fine with so um it was it was close between that and house of the dragon like with rings of power making it on my making it on my list with number five so it was pretty close but uh number one for me uh ted lasso we got a we got a new ipad this year and so we got apple tv free for i want to say it's like three months and like the first thing that i did was spin up ted lasso because i just heard so many good things about it uh friend of the podcast Kurt Gilbertson always told me like that I would love it and so I was like all right and my my name is Diamond Dogs in our fantasy football um uh, league and he thought that it was after Ted Lasso and I was like no it's after Metal Gear Solid 5 
Like, why would you think that? Like, it's equally as nerdy. Um, but after watching this, I like text. I was able to text him and be like, "Hey, I get why you think that uh, uh, my team name is Diamond Dogs now." Uh, as after that, it's so funny. Uh, I will come with a warning that it is very like adult. It is very like like British people think that the that the F word is like it was kind of what you were talking about with uh, the um, uh, the Nicolas Cage movie. Like it is definitely like if you if you don't have a tolerance for that, there's a, one character that will probably just get on your nerves. Um, but it is endlessly optimistic, and um, I, I love it about that show. Um, it's it's from the creator of Scrubs, uh, Bill Lawrence, and Jason Sudeikis um, wrote and starred in it. It's really it's endlessly optimistic, but there are real things that go along with it. Like he has really like real struggles. Like he's going through a divorce, and like he's coaching this uh, Premier League team, and he's an imposter, and all of these other things. It's just it's a very it it seems light in some instances, and then completely like difficult things to deal with in others. So, which is a really difficult thing to balance in a TV show and they just do it so effortlessly and like all of the characters are hilarious. And so just watch, uh, watch through both seasons of that. But the second season was the one that like actually debuted this year. So can't say enough good things about it. And you're like, I'm not going to watch a show about soccer. <laughs> one. Two, yeah. 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 And, and what's funny about the, soccer, all those things you said would bother some people. Yeah, I'm, I'm not get it, it doesn't get to me that bad, but anything yeah. that like I can't watch when the kids are anywhere near just limits right. ability makes yep. it hard in my house. Um, nope. and yours too. Um, yes, it does. And I don't have Apple TV. That's that's the other thing. <laughs> that is the like, biggest barrier to entry on like Cha Cha Real Smooth and Ted Lasso is like those were literally the two things I tried to start watching Severance with adam uh adam scott yeah that was i got all it kinds was, of rave it, yeah no? nah i, I was kind of out on it pretty quick Banshee's i can understand why all right okay. I, I can understand why people like the like the the tv nerds really liked it but i was like eh, nah so um so those are pretty pretty big barriers because once you buy apple tv or you get it for free you're like that's all they have on this yeah <laughs> we had it for free when it like first started we had just bought a device or something mm -hmm. so and i literally never watched anything on there like yeah because it's all just their stuff so it's yeah. all just very new like you could probably get like maybe like 30 movies 30 tv shows kind of thing you know how on netflix or any of the other ones you're just you can you can get stuck in that hole of like like continuing to just find things to put on your watch list or just mm -hmm. like just cycling through everything. Like I actually got to the end of Apple TV and was like, Oh, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so Honorable mentions, anything else that came close. Or yours was pretty clean cut, right? You're like, I really did like stranger things kind of felt uh, season four kind of just felt like very like, it was it was probably close. I think I considered that one in my five spot as well, but everything else was just kind of. We started watching Yellowstone, and the last season of that was just kind of okay. So I wouldn't put that there, um, but that just kind of gets me into my disappointments because the rest of what I would like to talk about is disappointments in the worst show. So if you <laughs> did, you have any honorable mentions um, or close? 
Cobra Kai. Oh, I, 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 was, I was wondering um, whenever you're going to mention that. There, yeah. there were actually two seasons of Cobra Kai because one came out in January mm. and one came out in like October, November, something like that. Um, the fourth one at the beginning of the year was okay. The fifth one was pretty good though. Like, yeah. um, it's like 90% fan service. Like, if you liked Karate Kid, especially if you like Karate Kid sequels, if you're yeah. a big Karate 2, Karate Kid 2 fan, you need to watch season five just to see Chosen. Um, drunk Chosen. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. It's entertaining. Okay. Um, crazy drunk Okinawan guy is 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 pretty funny. Um, and then uh, my wife, I didn't watch all of I caught most of it because she was watching, but it's this series called Under the Banner of Heaven. Um, Andrew Garfield. Yeah. It's like yeah. a detective and Mormon. Mm-hmm. And it's like investigating these crazy weird crimes that have to do with some like extreme weird Mormon people, um, fringy stuff. So it was, it was interesting though, a really interesting story that I'm sure they don't like very much, but Andrew Garfield's really good in it. So, um, and tales this of the, the Jedi. Year of Andrew, this was the year of Andrew Garfield, right? He, he made the comeback. Yeah. Made the comeback in Spider-Man got to catch the girl this time and just yep. went from there. That was just the beginning. Yeah. Um, Tales of the Jedi, by the way, is really good. It's like these little shorts, cartoon, animated stuff. It's it wasn't long enough in my mind to like qualify really for this category, so I didn't want to put it in there. But if you are, especially like a uh, Clone Wars prequel fan of Star Wars, uh, you will love Tales of the Jedi. You get some some good Dooku stuff, a little bit of Ahsoka, so. It, it literally had a <gasps> moment for my children and me. Um, <laughs> it's good stuff. So expect more of that in a future episode of the Flail podcast, potentially with our That's buddy right. Calvin. So, uh, so staying with Star Wars, they, they have two of my disappointments this year. Book of Boba Fett was really looking forward to that. Um, and I think we've beat it up enough on the podcast. <laughs> when the best <laughs> part have... of your series is actually another character. Like, yeah, because the Mandalorian, like Grogu stuff is like probably the best parts of of Boba Fett, that and riding a Rancor. But yeah, yeah. So we did a, a whole corner booth at Rex's on that. So if you want to, to deep dive with us on it um, and, and that's not necessarily like an indictment. I think it's just a, a like expectations versus reality. Um, same thing with Obi-Wan um, I had rings of power on disappointment. Um, it, it, it was pretty close, but, um, just a little bit. Um, and then I had, uh, we, we had finished the crown. Um, and I put that on my looking forward to this year. Um, I told Lori, like after we watched season five, I was like, man, if that was the first season, I would have stopped watching that halfway through. I, it was just kind of <laughs> like, well, I got to kind of finish it now that I've started watching it, but I think I'll be out like the next season. Like that's what I had imagined like the first couple of seasons would be, but it was just so intriguing from a historical perspective uh, that I was just like, oh, this is interesting. I like this, you know, but then she was like, we just lived through all of this. So, you know, a lot of the princess Diane and like Charles stuff. So it's just boring. And I was like, no, they just made it boring. Like <laughs> there's a reason why it like captured national attention. Cause it was kind of like juicy gossip. This is just boring. So I don't know. Uh, did you have any disappointments? Uh, we, we sort of hinted at it. Moon Knight um, mm. was just, 
it's a Marvel show starring someone I really like, and we didn't even right. talk about it. Like that's how blah Moon Knight was. We didn't even do a podcast. Um, and it's just blah. It's not even like I have bad things to say about it. Mm. I just have nothing. Oscar Isaac is really good at playing two people. I put it down as my worst show. It was the worst show I watched all year. Like there's just I have nothing to. I have a lot of bad things to say about it, but like that's why we like we we called each other and and you're like, eh, I don't have anything good to say about it. And I was like, I have a lot of bad things to say about it, but not in like a good, like de- constructive way. You no, know, it would just, just be like they that did was this, boring. That didn't did make this, sense. This doesn't make sense. I don't get about this. Like, you know, and it's not even a beloved character that you have to like talk about and be like, oh, they ruined like this beloved character that I was looking forward to. Like if they did yeah. something like that to like Green Lantern, we would have like a five alarm podcast and be like, yes. I want to take this show down, you know? So, yeah. yeah. But, It'll just be forgotten. It'll just yeah. disappear. And I don't think they'll even talk about it. Like Moon Knight and Eternals will just get shuffled off into the, the background and we won't ever talk about them. The events of Eternals might show up, but I think that you're right. I think that the Eternals themselves might kind of slink away, but yeah we hope oh so. <laughs> so all right um was there anything on your watch list that you just didn't get to um for tv um not really i think i made most stuff that i wanted to get to at least partially the, the only thing that was missing for me was the bear uh, which is like was like a show about uh, a restaurant i'm kind of a sucker for those and so um i just didn't get around to to watching that and i know that that made a lot of uh, critics list this year so but you know how that is it's hit or miss so yes but then again station 11 is one of the shows the, the station 11 is like the like is like what i am looking for whenever i watch like a, a like an oscar movie yes or or something like that where it's like just intriguing enough and like just weird enough that you're like okay this is not like anything i've ever seen but like they yes. kept me like engaged and and wondering what's going on and didn't go so far off on the deep end that i'm just like wait what happened like what why do people like this you know like i don't know that's why i thought i was like all right i'm just gonna see if buyers will at least give it a try and it was good yeah it was all right looking forward to 2023 what do you got for let's go tv first we'll we'll flip them um Man, TV. I'm just I'm just a Star Wars uh, yeah. Marvel sucker. Next year, basically. Yeah. Um, top of the list for me. Um, Ahsoka is supposed yep. to come out next year. Same. Love this character. And soup and and it's tying into Rebels. Like they've already cast um, a couple of those people. Because have you finished Rebels yet? We are halfway through it right now. Okay, so. then I'll stop talking. Um, but it'll tie in great. Um, and mostly, I, I'm really, really, really hoping we get a live action Thrawn out of this show because that's what yeah. she says she's looking for. Yep. Which, when you get to the end of Rebels, you understand why. Um, <laughs> but looking forward to that a lot. Um, also looking forward to Bad Batch Season 2, which is a cartoon spinoff of Clone Wars because they are clones. They're really fun. That that comes out in like a week or two. That's like January. Um, so me and my me and my 10-year-old are super stoked. And we'll probably just barricade down on like an entire Saturday in the back of the house and watch this entire show once it comes out. Do um, they usually release those all? No, at the same they're going to space oh, this okay. one out. It's going to be like, 
I think it's two or three to start with and then like pacing it a little bit. It's a little faster than normal. Gotcha. But yeah, it's still spread out some. Um, Secret Invasion is supposed to come out hopefully this year. Yep. That was on last year's list too. And then it got bumped yeah. a little bit, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Mandalorian Season 3 comes out this year. That'll be, as we said, he's the best part of Book of Boba Fett. We already got a look at Season 3. How we have a Season 3 because they're back together. Spoiler, yeah. sorry if you didn't watch Boba Fett. I know that we gave Grogu away, but we're back. Um, yeah. And then uh, Loki Season 2 is supposed to come out. And that's more, that's mostly a, like, I just want to know how the heck are we going <laughs> to navigate these crazy waters that we left us in at the end of the first one. So, yeah, I've got all of those on there. The only other, the two others that I didn't have or that you didn't have um, were The Last of Us, another PlayStation game uh, by uh, publisher Naughty Dog. Um, that one's going to be an HBO show with uh, Pedro Pascal, who's the uh, Mandalorian. And then um, Poker Face. It's like a Ryan Johnson crime show. Um, he's obviously the uh, the director for Knives Out. It'll be interesting to see what he does with that, like on a week to week basis. Like I'm not a crime procedural person, uh, but I'll be interested to see like what he can do with that. If it's worth kind of just kind of checking in on and uh, and seeing if he he can make that less old peopley. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know you're an NCIS fan or a CSI. I go to Which sleep one do you like? to that every night. There though. you go. NCIS. Okay. NCIS. Mark I Hamill. Like, I just like Hello Cool J. People in the... <laughs> Chris, Don- Chris O'Donnell. Are those the right guys? They're in one of the spinoffs. Oh, okay. O'Donnell and Hello Cool J. I don't watch okay. that one. All the time. Okay. I just like the one where the old guy hits people in the back of the head because I just want to do that a lot myself. Like I just want to gives people right up the back of the head all the time. The only thing I think about is every time I see Mark Hamill in those commercials, I'm like, that's the dude from summer school. Do you, you mean Mark Harmon? Harmon, man, Mark Hamill, not is... Luke Skywalker, man. The, uh, the, the uh... force is strong with that one. It takes oh, over our goodness. brains. We're sorry. Ooh. There's only one Mark H in my life. <laughs> All right. Um, let's move on to movies. What do we got? Uh, top of the list for me is Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. It's a Hunger Games prequel. And like, I I bought this book like within like a week of it coming out. Like I knew the book was coming out and I was ready. Me and my wife plowed through it. Like the same book, like she read all of it. And then I read all of it in a week. Like both of us were done within a week. Um, really enjoyed the book. I've been looking forward to it like, there were rumors right away. Oh yeah, they're going to make into a movie. And it's been like, when, when, and I need another book. Come on, Suzanne Collins. You don't have anything <laughs> going on. Um, so really looking forward to that. Um, Christopher Nolan gives us Oppenheimer this year. Yep. Um, and I'm always in. If Christopher Nolan can do in. something, I'll give it a shot. Uh, throw in the fact that I might get to see some beloved New Mexico landscape in the process. Hey, yeah. I'm always in for that too. Um, maybe they'll actually put it in the correct places in this movie. We'll see. Um, I'm talking to you, Roswell people, the show Roswell, yeah. which was shot between Albuquerque and Santa Fe. Um, when I can see Sandia Peak in the background, I know you're not yeah. in Roswell. Right. Can't Too many that. mountains, man. Too yeah. many mountains. Um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the, the sequel to that. It's finally supposed to come out next year. That'll be exciting. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. James Gunn does good stuff with these guys. I'm looking forward to one more, one more time. 
and uh dune part two i'm ready yeah. i'm psyched you got yeah me. i'm gonna be watching it alone no one else in my house will want to do it it's but gonna I don't be care. crazy <laughs> i want i'm i <laughs> I want more of the story. So, and that book is way too long for me to go read and find out what it is. So they need to make a movie. I can't remember if, uh, because it happened at the very beginning of the year and this year was long, but I can't remember if I came back and did a book report that the end of Dune is crazy. So like, I'm looking forward to Dune part two, but it's going to be crazy. So um, I had everything. Uh, the only thing that you had, uh, except for Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, I'm kind of a, I'll watch it. Like I'm sure Xavier's going to want to go see it first thing, but hunger games is a little bit, um, I don't know. It's kind of lost its luster. Um, but, uh, Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania. Um, I know that you couldn't put the entire Marvel catalog on your, uh, on your, (laughs) on what you want to watch. And then, um, mission impossible dead reckoning part one, which is already in the running for worst title. Because not only does it have like a colon, it has a comma in it as well. Dead Mission Impossible colon Dead Reckoning comma part one. Yeah, what are we just doing come up here? with two titles? Just, right. Just, like, how many Mission Impossible movies are we up to now? Is this number eight? I think it's eight. Yeah. These are eight and nine. It's supposed to be yeah. part one, part two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fa- I mean, Fast and Furious does it. Fast nine. Fast. X. Oh yeah, you know, like, like, come on, just, just do it, just yeah. do it. We know what we're in for. Okay, you don't have to catch us with a clever title. It's the ninth time we've done this. Ooh, Tom Dead Cruise. Reckoning Part Ooh. One. Yeah, yeah, but, that was friend for me. I do enjoy the Mission Impossible movies. Yes. So. Yep. 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 So, all right. Well, that's all we have for our our, our top five lists of this year. Let us know uh, what would have made your top fives, or if we missed out on something. Uh, you can get a hold of us and comment on our Facebook page at the Phileo Podcast or Instagram at Phileo Podcast, all one word, low, all lowercase. Or you can email us at uh, phileopodcast at gmail.com. Great job, buyers. Good brownies. Good brownies.